0: This week's episode of the Getting to Know podcast is brought to you by Compass. Compass is our employee intranet, which is the home for MATF storytelling and where employees can find tools and resources that make their job easier. Compass is available to all employees via a web browser or the mobile app.
1: Hey everybody, it's Mike Rickheim. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mative's Getting to Know podcast. Today I'm joined by the jack and perhaps even master of many, many trades. Coming to us from Andewine in Spain is Lera Garcia. I'm not confident that I'm saying your name correctly. So Lera, why don't you just introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about you, what you do for Mative. Tell me how to pronounce your name correctly.
0: So, hello Mike, thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast, I'm very honored. And so, my name is Leide. it's quite difficult to pronounce. <laughs> and as you said, I'm based in Anduin, I work for the Release Liners Business Unit, I am the President's Executive Assistant, and I'm also the Marketing Communications Manager. So I do pretty much many things <laughs> all, the, all the day. <laughs>
1: You do indeed. And we're going to dig into more of those. Before we start to dig in, let's help our listening audience understand a little bit more about where you are geographically. So you're in Anduin, but where in Spain is that? Help lay that out for us.
0: So Anduin is in the best country, which is in the north of Spain, crossing the border with France. We are in a very beautiful Mediterranean area with a lovely nature and better gastronomy. So I feel very lucky to belong to this this land actually.
1: And are you originally from that area?
0: Yes, I'm originally from here. My father is originally from here, but my mother is from the center of
1: Spain. So you mentioned the Basque region. So help the listening audience and the host of this very podcast understand specifically what that means and how that's different from spain or france
0: so the basque identity is one of the identities that we have inside spain so we have our own culture language and the ways of understanding life in the end we're all Europeans we are all Spanish but we have those beautiful differences among us that enrich a lot the culture that we have
1: Is the Basque language is that a dialect that is very similar to Spanish or is it a completely different thing
0: is completely different. It's impossible to understand anything in Basque unless you have been trained. I mean, it has no similarities. For example, the language in Catalonia or in Galicia, they also have their own dialect, and it has to be with the Spanish language because all of them are Latin languages. But Basque country and the Basque language, actually, they don't know very well which is the origin of <laughs> some. Some people say Vikings; other ones say from Romania, but it's not very clear.
1: So your language capabilities clearly perfect English. You speak Basque, Spanish. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and and any other languages in the repertoire?
0: French and Italian.
1: Wow. One of my favorite experiences in my time with Madif so far is the time that I've spent in that Andewine, kind of Northern Spain, in your region there. It's a very proud people. Yes. It's a beautiful place. Is there anything that you and that culture is more proud of than your cuisine?
0: No, definitely not. All we do is around the kitchen table. Since you're a child, you're joining your mother, your father, your grandmother or your grandfather because men here cook a lot. It's very common to find the men cooking at home. So whatever it happens, we celebrate it eating or having dinner. It's the most important thing for us.
1: <laughs> right down the street from Andewine... Is San Sebastian, yes, which, if I'm not mistaken, has more Michelin rated restaurants than any city in the world? Is that right?
0: San Sebastian is the capital for the region, which name is Guipuzcoa, and Guipuzcoa is the area in the entire world with most Michelin stars in the restaurant. So, we have, for example, Martin Berazategui with I guess 12 stars, wow, just for him. <laughs> And, but there are many many restaurants in Gippuzzka for us having having a good meal going to a good restaurant it's a kind of uh, I don't know it's a kind of art
1: it's more than going to eat. So how long have you been hanging out with our release liners business
0: So more or less two years and a half so far two yeah two years and a half so far yeah
1: So that was right before the acquisition or right? after the acquisition.
0: Just a week after the acquisition.
1: Wow. <laughs> so for those of you in the listening audience, long rich, really great history of growth in the release liner business. Itasa was what they were known as as a standalone business. It went from a family-held business for a long period of time into private equity, Legacy Nina then acquired in early 21, then Lera joined. It's been quite a ride for that business.
0: Yeah, it's been quite a ride. And I think that it it was very positive for me to set the mindset because the only thing that I know or the only thing that I've lived in Release Liner's history is from Nina on. So that's where my heart is. I have no feelings about the previous stages because i haven't lit them and so it has helped me a lot facing all the challenges that we've lived so far and that we're living in, in this very challenging times so uh yeah i find myself my, or my story very very connected to to what was nina before and now my because i arrived at the same time
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's cool what attracted you to the organization?
0: It's funny and it's uh, and it's also a kind of uh, maturity story for me because so far when I joined ITASA, I was 41. And before joining ITASA, I've never gave me the chance to really choose a project. I've always had that kind of mindset of, OK, they have offered me the project, OK. I will try, but without any reflection on, is it really the project I want to join? Is it really where I want to go? Etc. cetera. Right? So something changed uh, in me while the pandemic, and I gave myself the opportunity to not only to be chosen, but to choose. And it's a completely different story. So when I met the team and I first met Olivier Lavaux, our president, and I definitely felt that there could be, I call it skin, because I think that it's almost everything about skin and how you feel with people that you're working in. Because when things go hard or, or in difficult times, it's all about who is with you and who are you with. And so I found here are people I could work with very openly, very honestly. And that with that kind of security in which I know that it also in hard times, if I need support, I can count on them. And that's super cool.
1: That is super cool. So you started as Olivier's assistant and then just continued just getting stuff done and demonstrating the value that you bring, just layering on more and more and more stuff. Is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm very happy for the opportunity, you know, this is like a wheel in which you're given, and you bring, and you're given again, and you bring. I hate getting bored, so I'm very happy and lucky.
1: What's the best thing about your current role, as broad as that scope is?
0: What I like most is the freedom of creativity. I have freedom to create, and then for sure, I have a filter in which some projects can go on and some others, maybe it's not the moment or maybe it's not a good project, but at least I am given the opportunity to create, to feel free to create. That's super, super cool for me.
1: What's the weirdest job you've ever had? And I think I'm leading somewhere because I have a candidate in mind that I know you had, but I'm curious. What would you say is the weirdest job you ever had?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I think that maybe driving buses.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What was so weird about that?
0: Well, there was a time in which I I had a boss with which I was not connecting at all. And uh, I was very young. And so I thought that the problem was more me than than his approach. So I thought that maybe I was not done for that career. And I said, okay, when you are young, okay, that's over. I'm changing my role and I started driving a bus with uh, kids and handicapped people. And I always remember very warmly that experience because I learned a lot. <laughs> but then I stopped it and I came back again for the, for the assistant role.
1: <laughs> I was expecting you to say, cause you've got a very cool and unique set of experiences. I was ex- expecting you to share with us that you worked in an eel farm.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: so I think that's interesting. Tell me more about that experience.
0: Um, that was like 12 years ago, 12 to 14 years ago. And uh, I was working for a, for a shellfish trading company. So I was a shellfish trader and the youngest son of the, of the owner of the company I was in, he had an eel farm and he needed some support. So I asked the father, who was my boss, and I said, okay, do I have to join your son's company or do I stay here? (laughs) Because I don't want any problem. (laughs) And so he said, okay, I prefer if you go to, to have a hand to my son. So I was sometimes, let's not say swimming, but stand up inside the tank of the eels, for example, which is quite strange in the beginning, but then you get used to. And you feel like snakes, <laughs> but, uh, but okay, they are quiet animals.
1: <laughs> so you're standing in a tank. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like waders or like rubber pants on. Yes. Or something like
0: that. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And you're standing how deep, like up to your waist or like up
0: to the chest,
1: up to the chest. And you have yields that feel like snakes, which is the part that really got my attention just swimming around, rubbing around you. At what point you get used to that? Because I'm having a hard time thinking I would ever.
0: The first time my fear was to, I don't know, maybe get in pushed by the eels and, and definitely fall down to the water and have my head inside the water with the eels. And so I was always like taking with my hands <laughs> the stairs of the tank. <laughs> And then like four or five times later, I was able to go to the center of the tank because I was sure that they were more afraid by me than the fear that I had of them. So when I was in the center, they were just surrounding me, but they tried not to touch me. So actually it was quite safe.
1: That's great. Fast forward to your current role. What makes for a really, really successful day for you?
0: A really successful day is not only linked to me, is linked to also to the people that is uh, surrounding me so when we have a good day of uh, good production of you know easy stories when you are able to do something without any kind of travel or walls (laughs) in front of you Or, for example, if I create something and I propose it and it is accepted, that's amazing because it's like, yeah, you are like betting for something and it's getting approved, so
1: that's cool. If you could wave a magic wand and gift something upon all of Mative, what would you do with that?
0: Right now, these days, I'm very connected with an idea because I have uh, a lot of uh, friends that are coached and psychologists and and these kind of things. And we had a discussion a couple of weeks ago about the cultural differences in the big companies and how different we see life in, depending on the glasses that we have because of the place we were born and how we perceive life. And so if I had uh, like the magic to do something with that, I would like exchange our minds for, you know, a week. So so to learn or to learn how to see life from others' eyes.
1: That's pretty powerful. I like that. I like that. Yeah. At the end of every Getting to Know podcast, Larry, we hit our guests with three specific questions. They're new questions for season two. So I'm gonna do those with you right now. Okay? Okay. So if you were to be put on the spot, I asked you to pull out your phone, pull up your music app, what would be the last Song and artist. So I can look forward
0: because I just switched up Spotify like 10 minutes ago. So it was Bruno Mars. (laughs) Count on me. (laughs) All
1: right, all right, Bruno Mars, count on me. I I think early on we've gotten a couple Bruno Mars here early (laughs) in season two. So very popular in Mative. Second question for you, uh, particularly through the lens of what you just shared around. You know. Uh, different perspectives and, and that kind of thing. I'm curious, what would you put on a billboard if we gave you some some free ad space in the you know metropolis of your choice?
0: I think uh, that it's something that I believe in. The last since the pandemic, I guess that I think that life is too difficult to take it so seriously.
1: I like that. So just calm down, chill out a little bit.
0: Calm down, have fun, try to love as much as you can, because anyway, the time you have to cry, you will cry.
1: No, very, <laughs> so, fair enough.
0: Try, try to have fun anyway.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Last question for you here, Larry. What is the one thing that you would say you can't live without?
0: I'm not very stick to material things. But now I am going to ruin absolutely this uh, big statement that I've just done, (laughs) saying that I think that I cannot live without a car.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, it would be more challenging and plus you're a bus driver. so. Well, Larry, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule because I know you wear a lot of hats, you do a lot of things, and I can tell you—I should—I tell you this privately, but I'm going to share this with all of our friends across all of our locations. Unquestionably, you are someone that is viewed as having a positive impact. Everything you you touch is viewed as um, something that you make better, and it's a very consistent feeling across different parts of the organization. So. Thank you for doing the things that you do. We are better with, with you being here.
0: Thank you so much. You don't know how honored I feel for being given the chance and uh, and the feedback of setting that kind of legacy of what I do.
1: Doing a great job. Keep up the good work. And we appreciate you educating us on the Basque region and the Basque language. A little bit about release liners and what you do.
0: I invite everyone to visit the Basque country.
1: We'll have them look you up. For those of you in the listening audience, hope you enjoyed getting to know Leire a little bit more and we'll talk to you again very soon.
0: Thank you so much.